Mind-bending film and television podcasts you didn't know you needed. I am one of your hosts, Mike Shields, here with our other host, Brian Saxon. What's up, Brian? What up? We are here today to talk about uh, a really profound and intense uh, and amazing show that HBO recently just finished up. It's a five-part historical drama television series created and written by Craig uh, Mazia, directed by... Johan Rank. It's called Chernobyl. It, it depicts the Chernobyl nuclear disaster of April 1986 and the unprecedented cleanup efforts that followed. It features an ensemble cast led by Jared Harris, uh, Stellan Skarsgård, and Emily Watson. Um, they're so good. Those three are so good. And uh, I think his name is Johan Rank. Johan Rank, the director. He's yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, is it Johan? Johan. I believe. But, yep. It's a truly special miniseries, one that I'm thrilled to shine a light on. This is like, I reached out to Brian. I'm like, I want to talk Chernobyl. Uh, I was really taken by it. Um, and I love rom coms. Yeah, so I was like, was, let's do it. It was, you know, I watched this into um, that Definitely Call Me Maybe or whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, did you too, see that? I heard it's good. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, I heard it's, it's good. Funny. Yeah, I did watch it. I, <laughs> I, like, I, I put on, because I love deep and intense things like Chernobyl. I am not against. I'll put on like the cheesy stuff once in a while. Dude, I, hell yeah! I need, I need cathartic. You know, it's, it's, if I'm not feeling right. Yo, know, I watched Twenty Seven Dresses like five times oh, man, by I myself. Would love something else. Um, fucks with rom coms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what I thought was really interesting when I started to look at Chernobyl. When I started seeing, um, you know, the trailers and just like the promos on HBO, and I'm like, this looks fucking. I mean, right away it, was, it looked compelling. I started, but you know, as I do, I looked at like the team behind it. So I looked up Craig um, Mazia. Am I saying that right? Craig Mazin. 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 Oh, that's I looked like an animal. Mazin. 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 Whatever. So and I'm like looking up what he what he's best known for. It's like the Hangover, Hangover Two and Three, Huntsman, Huntsman, Winter's War, um, scary movie, the uh, scary movie, Identity Thief, which is that one with Bateman and Melissa McCarthy. Like it's like <laughs> these are not serious yeah. movies that he's known for. 
I wonder if he, you know, kind of had this in the back of his head the whole time. He was like, I'm going to come to Hollywood and I'm going to make a movie about Chernobyl. Yeah. And then they're like, you're fucking funny. Write, a, write, write yeah. this script. And then he just got pigeonholed into these. And then he got to make his baby. Yeah. Which well, was, which was about dude, that. he's going to win Emmys for this shit. This, this should get love. It's because it's beautiful. It's, it's the so wonderfully done. I think it's the highest rated, highest critically rated yeah. um, miniseries on on been, HBO. Yeah. It's got like on IMDb. I think it's got like a nine point nine mm-hmm. rating. I don't know what it's at on Rotten Tomatoes, but I, I'm pretty sure. Then, I mean, this type yeah. of this type of content. What the fuck are you finding a problem with? You know, like oh, what are what are people what do people not like about this? Oh no, it's 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 really intense, and, and we'll get and we're here to get into why why it's so special. But uh, but also when I was looking up the, um, you know, the team behind it. I mean, Johan Rank, he uh, he's also kind of got a funny background. He's a, he does a lot of music videos. He's a singer songwriter himself who goes by uh, Steak a Bow or something. Have you seen that? Yeah, like, he's a musician on his own, but. I know him because um, he did like three episodes of Breaking Bad. He did, um, yeah. He put out this movie back in the day, and I can't think of what it is right now. But Vince Gilligan, who directed um, and wrote Breaking Bad, hit him up right away. He's like, I love your style. Come direct a couple episodes of Breaking Bad. Ended up doing a ton of work with AMC. He uh, did uh, Hot and Catch Fire. He, was there. he did Walking Dead. Uh, he- his Base Motel AMC. He did a bunch of Base Motel. Either way, that's it. Bloodline. Did he do some Bloodline? Bloodline was dope. Yeah. And oh, uh, Vikings, which people like. I've never watched any of Vikings. But I hear great things. So, yeah. Yeah, Vikings sounds great. So that was the team behind it was like kind of very fascinating in that way. But um, I just found it so special on so many levels that I wanted to talk about it. And one of those levels, was, it was um, horribly educational to me. And I know there's, you know... There's do, you, do you remember this? I remember it, but I was eight. And so, like, it's nice to do the deep dive through this entertainment thing. And then I educated myself more on it while I'm watching it. And just it was, it was a way for me to learn more about what is one of the craziest disasters, one of the craziest things that's happened on this planet. Yeah, yeah. No one question. of the most terrifying. Yeah. 100%. I, I mean, when I was a kid, this is like height of the Cold War. Mm. I'm fucking seven years old. Um, this is like Rocky Four. Rambo, this is, you know, when the Soviets... The Russians the, are the bad guys. The, the Russians are not the bad guys. No, the Russians, Russians are the bad guys. The bad guy. yep. There is no fucking ISIS. There is no yep. Al-Qaeda. Yeah, the, 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 commun- the, uh, the Iron Curtain. What's beyond the Iron Curtain yeah. is what's bad. And I remember when this happened, I remember even at that time thinking in my head, like, when are they going to make a movie about this? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I remember. I mean, maybe... Asking you shall receive. Yeah, uh, it no, took that's a, cool. I didn't... Uh, yeah. It took like 30 years, but... I, honestly, to... Uh, not to it, yeah, counter what you're saying, I love that you had that thought. Me, I'm like, I can't even imagine anything less like I'm bringing to the table. It's just so... It is like such dark content. Yeah. It's so fascinating. And just the, just the way they did it was so spot on. And one of the things that... Um, it just keeps coming to mind. I mean, I, I, I uh, to kind of plant the seed because I know I'll be talking about it a lot. It's just the the acting just floored me. I mean, Jared Harris is kind of one of my guys. He's um, Benjamin he, Biden. Yeah, yeah, too. But I mean, in Lane Price from Mad Men, he was like the British great, Mad yeah. Men, and he like I remember writing and- when he passed away. He killed himself in that too. So I'm watching the first episode, <laughs> and 
he killed himself right away in Chernobyl. I'm like, he's, he's, he's being typecast. <laughs> he's being typecast. I'm like, I'm like, man, I love this guy. And well, he's also in your, your, uh, your shit, The Crown. Yes, he is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. The <laughs> Crown, that. The Expanse, The Terror. Yeah. All the guys. The Expanse. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've heard good things about The it Expanse. People, I watched the first, I watched like half of the first episode. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what it was, but I wasn't feeling it. Mm-hmm. But man, I just like, as it's gone forward, <sighs> all I've heard is amazing yeah. things. It's got, um, I'm a huge Battlestar Galactica fan. That was one, one of my favorite series. It's got a lot of vibes that reminded me. Like, whoever is making it, both in aesthetic and a lot of the story writing is definitely taking cues from that. But so, I mean, nerd alert. It is the biggest nerd alert in the world. But um, when Harris and Skarsgård and um, uh, Emily Watson are on screen together, yeah, it's just ridiculous. The, the power yeah. and the acting is just, it's, 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 it's truly remarkable. And if you look at, um, and this is why it's so well made. If you look at the pictures of the people they were depicting, <laughs> they nailed the glasses. They did everything about it. I mean, just like whoever's playing Gorbachev, whoever's playing any of these guys, particularly the three guys who were kind of on trial at the end. Oh yeah, they have nailed, you seen any of the yeah. pictures? Oh yeah, 100%. it's like it's like they almost brought them back. Yeah, forward. it's that uh, good. Um, yeah, the um, the Valerie Lagos Lagasov character, mm. which is played by Jared Harris. Yep. Uh, yeah, they fucking, I would remember thinking while I was watching it, I'm just like, I wonder what this motherfucker looks like yeah. because Jared Harris, who is Richard Harris's son. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Who never even wanted to get into acting yeah. in the first place. Wow. Um, he, uh, he's such like a, a he's, weird looking human being. I was going to say he's so traditionally handsome. Why wouldn't he yeah. be acting? <laughs> no, but you know what? He is like. Like, if you look at him in uh, Benjamin Button, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's like the tugboat captain yeah. in Benjamin Button. He fucking doesn't look anything like his character in Mad Men. Yeah. Like, that's the type of guy that you're just like, he probably gets a lot of ladies, you mm-hmm. know? Like, he's he's kind of got that swagger. Yeah. And then you look at him in Mad Men, and you're just like, or you look at him in this, and you're just like, he's such a, like, a weird-looking yeah. human being. There's something still so charming, too. Like, he's... He, he's He's very endearing. Yeah. Very well, because he's, um, I mean, in this one in particular, he's like the fucking absolute hero. He's, he's a goddamn hero. Mm-hmm. I mean, if this is, and by the way, let me let me preface this by saying uh, I'm eagerly await the Russians' uh, response. response to this because you know that they're making a show. I did, I did. They're making a show that that basically says takes their version. <laughs> and when I read about that, I'm like, haha, motherfuckers, what are you gonna do? And then it's a, and then whatever I was reading, it said um, uh, where they claim that the CIA planted a bomb at the Chernobyl factory. Oh. I'm like, oh, is that their story? Yeah, and I'm like, oh shit, that maybe could have happened. Who the oh, fuck yeah. knows? I, I, you know what? I'll take. I'll. I'll. I'll listen to all sides of the yeah. story. I will hear it out. I didn't know that. Was Anytime someone's claiming the CIA did something, I'm listening. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no. Maybe even buying. Um, a lot of the Russian scientists have stepped up and said how accurate it was. A lot of like people in the mix around the time were like, "It's, it's really, really impressive what they've done." Um, while we're mentioning the characters, though, um, you'll Ulyana. Who was uh, played by Emily Watson? She was actually, and they say this at the end, she was not a character. Yeah, but um, and there was, I, I understand those sort of liberties you, you take. I mean, that's for, a that's just, I think that's just from like a technical 
point. Uh, like it's just like how do we how do we introduce fucking eighty five different scientists exactly that are exactly, speaking there who are doing different things. So she was doing a, a, a different facet of the thing. But yes, wait, she was representing. They they made a line at the end to make sure she was an ode to all the scientists that were that were helping Jared Harris's character. That like she, they they embodied everyone because like we just said that. Um, Jared Harris was a hero. There was a lot of heroes. And that's why, like, I know the Russian government looked bad, but the Russians as a people looked good. I mean, just the guys going in the tunnel. And that's like, you never judge a country, as we know this, by their government. Governments are fucking small amount of people who do fucking shady-ass shit. There's so many good people in every country in this world. And, like, it was amazing to see these people band um, together to do this thing. their, Their ideologies... Their ideologies and their small groups of people that want to maintain power. Mm. And you can look at the Soviet Union and you can look at communism and you can say, like, look how fucked up this is. Like, like, look how like, look, look at all the lies that surrounded this entire event to keep it under that, that the, the lies that. Uh, created the the event in the first place. The lies are made to cover it up. The lies that that were told to um, that resulted in the deaths of countless. I mean, I think they say that um, as the, little as four thousand, as many as like ninety three thousand. Yeah, off the cuff. Ninety three thousand, which Greenpeace even said it was two hundred thousand. Mm. Um, but the official number from the Soviet Union is thirty one. But like the Soviet Union, <laughs> the, the Soviet Union. That is just an ideology. Yeah. That is just a small group of people in power that are trying to maintain power. Uh, the ideology of communism is a, is an ideology just like capitalism. If you look at like the United States now, what do you see? The same fucking shit. Mm-hmm. It, capitalism is an ideology that people that are in power are holding on to and saying this is the true or way. Wielding it as a tool to maintain power. Yeah. yeah, and who and who suffers the mm-hmm. the uh, the plebes. The ninety nine percent. This is who suffered under the Soviet Union, yeah. but and like you'll hear now, uh, you'll hear capitalists speak ills of socialism, speak well, ills of communism. Yeah. But I'm just like, but you are, are just like them. You are just an ideology. Yeah, they, 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 those whatever those ideologies are, they have been wielded in different ways. They, I mean, they, they can only stand for so much. It's how you wield them. It's how you use them. Um, it was interesting you saying that Fox News asserted, and it's just um, Dan Bagingo, whatever the fuck his name is, Fox News guys. He uh, he asserted that Chernobyl was a, uh, you know, when he's seeing it and he's hearing that like they're making commentary on the Trump administration, he's like, wait, Chernobyl was a failure of socialism, and right away, amazing. Um, the writer shot back. He's just like Chernobyl was a failure of humans whose loyalty to or fear of a broken governing party overruled their sense of deca- uh, a decency and rationality. Cult. Yeah, exactly. Cult, Cult status. Yeah. I mean, that that's a great scene. Just, I, I, by the way, I wrote it, motherfucker. Yeah. I know what it's about. Like, that's a great <laughs> scene in um, in the in episode one when uh, you s- the, you're introduced to the the three perpetrators. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of have that meeting where, like, that old guy is just, like, cut off all communications. Yeah. And everyone, like, kind of stands up and claps. Yeah. Um, really cool. 
I, scary as fuck, but really. Yeah, cool. but yeah. that's like that's Colin. that kind of gives you an idea of like the the, the idea of the scene. state. Yeah, the idea of the state, and like, are you talking against the state? Mm-hmm. I mean, even like in at the in the last episode when they're uh, when uh, when they're on trial, and what's his name? I've been uh, saying the character's name. Just yeah. uh, Jared Harris. We got Stellan's uh, Legasov. Legasov. When he. Jared Harris. Jared Harris. Okay. Yeah. So the actor's name. So we'll just use the actor. That's what I, we should go with that. Yeah, because yeah. it's way easier. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. um, we're white Americans. <laughs> yeah. Which we should talk about the. Uh, we should talk about the the accents. Yeah, yeah. I I don't want to dwell though. I, like who gives a fuck on the accents? Yeah. I then just, we don't need to. Yeah, I don't think yeah. we're good. It's so fine. Anyway, this, right. this show's fine. All right. <laughs> okay. So when he's talking about there is there's basically there are villains. Yeah. And just. Call out who the villains are. Mm-hmm. You will be the hero. Yeah. Don't bring up like anything. The oh, studies that the state's that, responsibility the st- yeah. for all the other ones. That and then like as the soon as he moment. brings yes. it up, then as soon as he brings it up, he mm-hmm. seals his fate. Yep. And the judges are just like, as soon as it comes up against the state, yeah. that's when the judges are like, you no. you realize what's going on yep. here. Um, that was how brave it was too. That like took it to the next level. But uh, I love that dude that played the uh, KGB guy. As well, yeah, the head yeah. of the game, yeah, KGB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. All the guys, the guy, um, the guy who played the head of the miners, fucking boss, boss. He's Great. awesome, and they just all got naked. Great, yeah. There was like there, there was like barely any, but there was like kind of like cathartic, like kind of cheer moments. Like. Hang, hang on a second, though. We need to talk about why are the miners wearing white outfits. What is that? That doesn't make any sense. For cleaning purposes alone. You're working in dirt. (laughs) What is the what is the white outfits about? I I, I have no. And then I even uh, I saw I saw a video. um, I saw videos of like actual events, and they were really wearing white. That is what I was just about to say. But but we know that that's truth. Because they did not fuck around with authenticity. There's um, the cinematographer is named Philip uh, Grossmeyer. His Instagram throughout this whole series, he was just showing pictures of the control room, the, like the um, the graphite core, everything, yeah. and just like see that. That's what we did. That like everything. Yeah. Like they took so much time to get everything. The, the suits, the colors, everything. Shout right. out to uh, Luke Hull, who is the production designer. I this was one of those shows that I really noticed production design. I mean, every yeah, room, every room that they shot in was like a weird, like like off blue tiles mm-hmm. in the back, or like a weird like wood paneling. It just like reeked of like nineteen eighties yeah. Ukraine Belarus. Absolutely, cold. Yeah, sterile, just so like sterile, fucking weird. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, they, yes, they they absolutely nailed it. And to the point, just to like, kind of like cap off this authenticity talk, the score, uh, composer, I will never get this name right. Uh, her name is Hilder Gwana Dotter or something, but she revealed that her and her team made the music for the miniseries using sounds they recorded in an actual decommissioned power plant yeah. in Lithuania. Yeah. Like, this is like a meticulously crafted piece of art. Yeah, big time. It's really, really remarkable what they did here. I just, I, that's why I was like, when, you know, I hit you up, I'm like, I really want to, I, 
Because what I hope with sometimes with the show is, you know, of course I want people to listen. I want people to be a part of it. I'm, you know, we want to bring people on uh, this show. On this show, not, yeah, this, not, 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 not Chernobyl, Chernobyl no, but, but, but like, welcome I, to the like, party. I want to create a community where we bring on fans. Uh, I want to introduce you to a lot of amazing. We want to introduce you to a lot of amazing. Um, Filmmakers and people involved in all these projects, and we will. But I mean, at the end of the day, I want to like celebrate these amazing things. I mean, we're not here to, you know, talk shit on like, you know, things that are bad. We're here. There's so much good film and television art out there. And so when I saw this, I'm like, we need to make sure that at least our little part of uh, of, of giving that recommendation to people. Yeah, it's really cool what they did here. Yeah, no, it's totally worth it, yeah. and it. um and every episode kind of gets like a little more gangster. gangster. Like the like the third episode three when they really kind of start showing what the effects of radiation poisoning yeah. are. Yeah. I, I I used to say one of one of my thing one one of my things used to be if I can go my entire life without getting stabbed, yeah, I'll be good. I've officially you're scared of a knife. I, I know this from real life. Experiences. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had knives pulled on me before. <laughs> And I don't ever want to get stabbed. Mm-hmm. Now, fuck it. I'll get stabbed. I don't ever want radiation poisoning. A long radiation death. Woo! Yeah. And why weren't they just, like, killing these people? Or more... Maybe there were more suicides than they let on, too. I mean, I why weren't the good. hospitals... Oh, they just, were just letting them fucking die, like, yeah, the, like melting is there away. Is like, no euthanasia? Yeah, because it's bad. I mean, these people were in absolute hell. I mean, maybe there's more to that than we know. You're absolutely right. It's, 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 it's watching people deteriorate in that way is a crazy thing, which also makes me bring, like, as much as I felt that, I didn't feel that as much as the dogs, man. The puppies. The puppies. So, yeah. once again, like, and it's an old cliche at this point. Was, I'll hit that, too. That, um, was a, that was a shitty, that was a shitty job. That was a shitty he job. He could have, and I love so it. So, we're talking about, there's an episode where they, um, it's kind of like, it's kind of like that trope where the new guy, I just watched Catch-22, it's actually better than you'd think on Hulu. Um, it looked weird. They do a lot of, uh, uh, the new guy comes on the scene and, like, you know, he tries to it's always it's always tough to come in when you got these seasoned vets who they're the survivors and so it's like but he kind of gets taken under his wing and his job becomes to go out and, and kill animals who were going to have radiation or could have spread it and it's just it's so tough to watch them him him like and that's why they it's good to use someone who's innocent trying to kill that the other guys are hardened right but I but you still kind of alright so the guy that kind of takes him under the wing oh you get why he does it too he's and then, but after he, there's like the one scene where he goes into the house and uh, he sees the dog and then there's like five puppies. He's like, you can and walk away. Yeah. he's like, walk away, I'll do it. But then like the next shot, I think they're in like a van driving, they're in the, they're in the truck driving to like dump all the, the, the animal bodies. Yeah. And you can see like the camera's holding on the, uh, his superior's face and it's just like, oh no, he's still affected. He's by still affected. He no, he's shoot, a good person. He had to shoot five fucking puppies. Totally. But that's totally. his job. That's his what job. they were doing. And in that case, he was doing it for the kid and for everyone else. He knows, you know, I don't know exactly what he knows, but he knows to put over a, a piece of steel over his package. Yeah, not underneath the underwear. Not underneath the underwear. On the outside of it. Uh, before we go too much further, um, 
uh, yeah, there's no way you can segue from this type of stuff. Yeah, but, no. Uh, but I we, just want to mention that we are part of the Osiris Podcast Network, a proud member. Osiris is a growing community of music and culture, and in our case, film and television podcasts, uh, connecting people with conversations, commentary, live events, and more. Check out OsirisPod.com for more podcasts and content. Yeah, and we're also, um, we are sponsored this week by CBD Vermont. Uh, CBD Vermont produces the finest full-spectrum, full-spectrum organically grown CBD extracts, and we feature the highest quality Vermont-grown CBD products. Um, I use CBD. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if you do. I, yeah, I, take, it, I take it in liquid form. Yep. Um, I notice that it, it really enhances my mental clarity mm-hmm. when I'm doing Muay Thai, when oh, I'm running. Nice. Yeah. So, um, so, so oh, you pair, pair it with... Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those things that a lot of people, uh, it, it takes a little bit of time, but mm-hmm. the, I mean, some people take CBD to go to sleep. Some people yeah, take... Yeah, I've used it C- for that. Some people anxiety. take CBD for... Um, for back aches, mm-hmm. uh, I've used the lotion for uh, certain parts of my body. Yeah, running and stuff. Yeah, yeah but uh, I've used it for sports, mm-hmm. uh, martial arts, mm-hmm. and mental clarity, mm-hmm. and uh, it's really effective. So if uh, you go to cbdvermont.com, check them out. Um, Triple tested. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I like that line. <laughs> like, yeah, we didn't test it once. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't test it twice. That's triple tested before we sent that on the world. <laughs> this was one of my going back. To, you know, another clunky. Uh, segue here back to Chernobyl. I don't know how you can. We can't how can you go from from Vermont to <laughs> to, to, Pri- to Pripyat <laughs> that uh, easily? Uh, they don't have a direct flight, but um, the season finale is something I've watched it twice now, and I want to watch it again. It's fucking remarkable, um, and there's two things I really love about it. And one is, I mean, it all comes back to pretty much Jared Harris's character, but. When he's giving his presentation at the end, and he's got the he's got the red and the blue chips, and he's showing he's clearly laying out almost by the minute what happened during that thing. He's dumbing it's, it down. It's but dumbing it down. But I mean, it's it is the one of the most remarkable ways I've seen something that's so complex explained in a theatrical way to the viewer. Like he he walks you through, and like that's like. Even writing that to design it in that way is so spectacular. Like that's it. Just it's so incredible. I had a uh, for most of the show, I kind of gave up on understanding the science when they started talking it. When they started talking, oh yeah, yeah. specifics. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not when something I, when you I need. started talking I mean, specifics. Yeah, I I literally kind of like had a space in my brain that was just like bad, good. <laughs> like that's good, that's bad. Keep it like idiotic. Yeah, focus yeah. on the visuals. It wasn't yeah, until there's, en- there's enough of the human experience going on. Right. Like, yeah. It wasn't until the the last episode when he was using the blocks that I did start you to t- under. I understood. Yeah. I understood it more. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that is. I think it's something the that the filmmakers were trying to I, do. They they brought it home with that. Uh, or or if uh, you no, I think during during the whole talk throughout there was. There was enough talk about uh, the systems that were keeping the everything in check, and but like that, they, that was that was the part. Yeah, that was the part. Can it? Um, one, there was two things about the finale that got me. I thought it was television at its finest, and just like one of the most amazing connection moments I've seen, and since 
Tyrion and Jamie had their last moment together. Uh, but when it was it was Harris's character, Skarsgård character outside, yeah. Yeah, yeah. when he when Skarsgård's character was like he, I mean he knew he was dying first time. He told him he you know probably had a year to live, but he was just he had so much doubt about what he'd done and he was depressed and we did and and you know Harris's character turned to him and said he's he's just like you don't understand like because he was giving him a lot of praise like they heard me but they listened to you and he's like you got us everything yeah. everything I ever asked for I needed trucks everything and he's like and he went on to tell him he's like because it, it, like they didn't mean to send someone so good but he's like they mistake, mistakenly sent the one good man he's like you you were the one that mattered most yeah. and I was just like I mean I was lost I, I think yeah it's, it was good and then he and then he saw the green caterpillar Mm. On his on his, on his thigh, he picked it up. Into his hand, yeah. And uh, he was just like, "It's beautiful." Yeah, Sick. yeah, man. Yeah. I, it's Sick. that that character of um, Boris Sherbina. Mm-hmm. He, uh, I, I thought he was going to be a villain, a villain yeah. for sure. And I was well, really Doctor Eric Selvig went back and forth who? from the Avengers. Yeah, 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 yeah he yeah. went back and forth. Yeah, waiting for Loki on the regular. I mean, look, <laughs> I recently rewatched Ronan. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's uh, he's one of the he's one of the bad guys yeah. in Ronan. No, he's the one that fucks him over in Ronan. Oh, that's right. That's he, right. He steals the case and he had, uh, Gregor. Gregor. He's Gregor. Yeah. He's with the, like the weird glasses. Mm. He's rocking weird glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Stellan Skarsgård is a. He's awesome. He's a treasure. So at the core, and we touched on it a little bit, but I think it's time to get deep on it. Just kind of like the the poignancy, the relevance to today. And, and there's a lot, and it was purposeful. Uh, it was written this way. I mean, it was it was the timing of it is not an accident in any ways. I mean, and, and this is about the cost of lies. Mm-hmm. It is about what can happen to lies. The, the one of the best quotes that came of this is when Harris is going on his diatribe at the end. He's like, every lie we tell incurs a debt to the truth sooner or later that debt is paid and it's true the lies will add up till it pays off and like how can you not like just think right away to the age we're living in where where we're getting buried under lies that the non-stop lying is is purposely trying to put out the truth and i know i mean if you hear lies enough it becomes truth that's the that's the main point of it. If you just keep repeating it, um, then, I mean, you, then it people it, start to some people. Yes, yeah, so you, you create you create that. Yeah, you create your own. You, you create, create your you own create reality. And, and you know, I think a lot of times people and I don't. I hope I'm not talking down to people when I say anything like this. But I think a lot of people have been conditioned over the last. D- decades upon decades to like hold the president, hold these certain officials up on that standard. So a lot of people are expecting truth from that. That's like that's what comes from the president. You believe the president, so like I'm, is that what we're expecting now? Uh, no, I'm <laughs> sure not. No, I'm saying, but their people are, you know, yeah. definitely. But like that was I was picking up what you're saying. The lies, the they're forcing lies upon people that they think and people are taking it as truth and the truth is even getting buried at the same time and I can't help but think about did you see the climate uh, change being just a huge part of this this like you know idea of the lies adding up like this is like a, an environmental disaster but the lies adding up about this giant environmental disaster are happening right now and 
and honestly, I, this is something I've talked about a bunch lately. Like, I used to kind of like rail against. I've done some podcasts where I interviewed like climate scientists and climate deniers and tried to get to the bottom of it. I don't believe in climate denial that much anymore. I believe everyone knows the score, and the people who are in like the one percent or in the power, they know they're more equipped, and like so they're just lying their way, just just keeping the status quo it's basically become a form of inequality genocide at this point mm. like it's 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 to me it's, it's, yeah but I'm, is it inequality genocide we all have to breathe air we all have well they're more equipped the one percent is more equipped to survive all the numbers show you're more equipped to move you're like you're more equipped yeah. to have like you're you can survive there's people who can't move like the the poorest of the poor are going in in in, in if any country's shown anything they, that they don't give a fuck about the poor yeah, like that's like the thing that proves more certain than anything. So Ben Shapiro uh, thinks you just have to sell your house. That's yeah. <laughs> that's such a good thing. To who? Aquaman. <laughs> it was like, I wasn't even thinking of it when he was saying that. He's like, yeah, you can just sell your house on the shore. Like, yeah, yeah, that's people, own. yeah. And poor people like can just sell houses so easily. Yeah. There's so many buyers in Bangladesh. <laughs> Stephen King jumped on. He said something pretty cool. He was talking about how, um, you know, it, it was affecting him. And he's like, it's it just climate a, change or Chernobyl? Chernobyl. Yeah. The show. Yeah. I'm, all, I'm all done. Thank you. That was my climate change uh, rant. Um, he says it's possible, impossible to watch Chernobyl and not think of Trump. Like, uh, like those in charge of the doomed Russian reactor, he's a man of mediocre intelligence in charge of great power, in his case, economic and global, that he does not understand. So it's about, you know, people out of their league. Yeah. You know, it's in, in, and so it's about... How a, dare a, a, you? Structural, a, a structural or governmental uh, ineptitude as how, well. How dare you speak of our dear leader like that? <laughs> Stephen King, <laughs> go back to your... Uh, yeah. You know, we don't want to hear from you. Fake oh, news. Keep, keep reading your failing New York Times. <laughs> um... But yeah, so it just it's it's relevant. It just it hits on it hits on so many levels to me. I just I, I'm 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 excited to put it down, and it's only five episodes. It's one of those things that you can re- revisit real easy. It's just, I just thought it was just incredible. It was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, loved it. Peter Moss, uh, who who writes for the Intercept, he's at something that kind of brought it home for me. He says um, Chernobyl excels as a horror movie, as an action film, a political th- a thriller. A documentary and a fable, like it works on so many levels. Yeah, it's like it's it's educational. It's you know it's absorbing. It's it, it, it plucks at your heartstrings. It just it really has it all, and it's it, and it's got a lot of amazing amazing lessons in it uh, that hopefully we all heed and take notice that there's some you know powers that be always back then and now that that are taking advantage of the situation and or maybe just fucking dumb. Yeah, I mean, I think they were protecting, uh, protecting their bosses. Mm-hmm. Everyone is protecting the next person yeah. up, um, and nobody, yeah, it's, nobody it's a, cares about like who's who's being affected at the bottom. It's the, it's a, a regime dedicated to self uh, preservation. Yeah, yeah. That's, but that's what that's what all power is. Yeah, that's, that's what all that, power is. I mean, once once you get into power. The whole point is... It's time to gerrymander. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Let's fix this up. Hey, so that's Chernobyl. If you hadn't, uh, there's no way you're with us right now, but check it out. Uh, and hey, I'm sure we'll be back soon. We've been cranking these out. Brian, anything else? Uh, 
No, no, I'm good, man. All right, cool. Hey, thank you, everyone out there, for joining the party. This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at OsirisPod.com. Моя имя твоя, кровоточит на губах. Моя имя твоя.